Good morning and welcome to the good to the historic Good Hope Missionary Baptist Church located in Houston, Texas, where Dr. DZ Cofield serves as our senior pastor. Let's read our mission statement together. The Good Hope Missionary Baptist Church will love God, love all people, and change the world in order to make disciples of Jesus Christ. This is our 10 o'clock service, and we would also like to welcome our streaming audience. We are a social media-friendly church, so if you would, please check in on any of the social forums, share or like us on Facebook or Instagram, tweet memorable moments from today's message, or Snapchat a picture or video using hashtag GoodHopeHTX. For more information about our ministries, please visit us at www. Lastly and lovingly, please take this opportunity to silence your cell phones. Thank you for joining us today and welcome to worship. Good morning, everybody. I said good morning, everybody. This is the day that the Lord has made, and I shall rejoice and be glad in it. Can we give God a round of applause, a mighty praise, woke you up this morning, got you on your way, kept you in your right mind, and we thank God for that. May we stand for our congregational scripture reading on this morning. Amen. Amen. Let's read together. What was from the beginning what we have heard, what we have seen with our eyes, what we have looked at and touched with our hands concerning the word of life. And the life was manifested, and we have seen and testify and proclaim to you the eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested to us. What we have seen and heard, we proclaim to you also so that you too may have fellowship with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and his Son, Jesus Christ. These things we write so that our joy may be made complete. Amen. Let's go to God in a word of prayer. Spirit of the living God, we pray now that your presence will fall fresh on us this morning. God, we come to you in a spirit of praise and worship, and we thank you for keeping us another week. God, we ask that our praise and our worship here today will be pleasing and acceptable in your sight. God, we pray that your presence would consecrate every square inch of this campus, that it would radiate to our streaming audience, that you would touch people, that you would open their minds and their hearts to your word, not only your written word, but your living word. God, bless now only as you can. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on and clap those hands this morning. How we love you, God. Come on, put your hands together. And we're going to make a joyful noise this morning. Song says, I feel 
your spirit all over me. Mm -hmm. I feel your spirit all over me. I feel your spirit all over me. It's in my hands, in my soul, down in my feet. Yeah, I feel your spirit all over me. Come on and say, I feel your spirit all over me.
Show some signs. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Can we clap our hands one more time and bless the Lord? Hallelujah. David said in Psalm 103, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. He said, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits, who heals our diseases. He redeems our lives from destruction, and he renews our strength like the eagles. How many of y'all have come to bless the Lord this morning? Hallelujah. Glory to your name. The song just says this. All I want to do is bless your name. Bless your name. Worship together, everybody. All I want to do. All I want to do is bless your name. Bless your name, Lord. Bless your name. Hallelujah. For all you've done. For all you've done. All I want to do is give you praise. Give you praise. Bless your holy name. For the blessings you pour upon my soul, for honor and strength that you bestow, for peace, love, and joy. Given to me for mercy and grace every day. 
bless your name, Lord. Bless your name, Lord. For all you've done, Lord. All I want to do is give you praise. Hallelujah. Lord, I'll give you praise all day. And bless your holy name. For the blood that was shed for me alone, for the ransom you paid to take me as your own, justified by faith. I'm here today, I'm saved and secured. All I want to do is bless your name. Lord, I bless your name. Oh, for all you've done. All I want to do is give you praise. Hallelujah. Give you praise. Tell the Lord, thank you this morning. Come on, lift your voice, everybody. And tell the Lord, thank you. Thank you. For loving me. And caring for me. Oh, Lord, I thank you. Oh, thank you, Jesus. And bless your holy name. Come on, one more time. Bless your holy name. All I want to do is bless your name. Everybody say, Bless your name. Oh, I thank you for all you've done. All I want to do is give you praise. All day, and Lord, I bless your holy name. Come on, can we just bless the Lord in here? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, we bless your name, Jesus. Your name be praised, your name be magnified. Your name be lifted high in this place. Be exalted, oh God. Be exalted, oh God. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah. And I will bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. And all that is within me. Bless his holy. Bless his holy. Come on, clap your hands, everybody, and give the Lord praise. Hallelujah. Amen. Is anybody in here glad to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Amen. I don't know about you, but I'm grateful for every time I get to spend in his presence. His word declares that in his presence there is fullness of joy. And at his right hand, there are pleasures evermore. Everything that I need is in his presence. Whatever you're looking for today, if you're troubled in your mind, if you need peace, if you need healing, if you need deliverance, whatever it is, it's right here in the presence of God. Do you believe that today? Amen. Amen. Listen, it's fellowship time. You know how we roll it, good hope. Come on, get out of your road. Get out of your section. Try to find somebody you've not met or somebody you haven't seen in a while and greet them and welcome them to worship this morning. Good morning, everybody. We greet you in the grace, peace, joy, and love of God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Love to the family. Thank God for his love that we can share with one another. Come on, if you know God's been good to you, make a joyful noise to the Lord today. Come on, let's give God some praise for his goodness and his mercy. Let me take this opportunity, first of all, to say good morning to everybody to our streaming audience, thank you for being with us here at the Good Oak Missionary Baptist Church. 
We are committed to loving God, loving all people, and changing the world in order to make disciples of Jesus Christ. And we're grateful that you've allowed us into your home to inform your head, inspire your heart, encourage your spirit to be all that God wants you to be. If you're ever in the Houston metropolitan area, please come by and worship with us. And uh, we promise we're going to love on you and encourage you to be the best that you can possibly be. I want to thank all of you for a tremendous celebration over the last month. Absolutely tremendous. Man. 25 years has gone by so fast. Um, but I've got to tell you, man, it's just, just inspired me uh, so much. Uh, all of the preachers and the singers and everybody who came through and then the banquet, man, just absolutely tremendous. If you missed it, you missed a great time. You can relive it and you can visit it. If you go online to our website, goodhope.org, our media team has done a tremendous job of capturing the entire month in video footage and you can watch it there and uh, be reminded of the great singing and the great sermons and all that God blessed us to experience over the last month. I'm a little tired today, got out of here on yesterday, last week, right after morning service and went and caught a flight to London, England, uh, was studying in Oxford all last week and caught a flight back, got back yesterday. And so a little jet lag going on, but I think the Lord has been more than faithful and more than kind. Also want to give a special shout out to our youth ministry. 70 kids went to camp last week. 70 kids. Um, we had seven kids give their life to the Lord there. And we got to give a special shout out to Lemmy Mays. Lemmy Mays won the highest award at camp. Several other kids won awards at camp. And the thing about those awards that I think should make all of us proud and excited, these were character awards, how they acted, how they treated each other, how they treated kids they didn't know. And so we're certainly grateful and thankful for the youth ministry under the leadership of Minister Justin Pouncil. Also want to thank all of the men who came out on the 4th of July to work the parking at our fourth ward property. All of the men, would you stand up wherever you are? All of the men who came and worked, took a shift. Thank you so much. Thank you, brothers, man. Thank you all. I want to thank these men. They went out and worked the parking lot there on the property that we own, and they raised $3,000 for our scholarship fund. Yeah. So I want to thank them for delaying that Philistine feast and uh, those ribs and whatnot, barbecue and everything, made that sacrifice. I don't think the people who parked on our property have any idea that they helped to send somebody to school, helped to send a young person to vocational school. So men, thank you so much for stepping up and doing that. Now, you know, in, uh, in November of this past year, man, I think the earth moved. Um, we, we saw historic elections in Harris County and in the city of Houston. Uh, we saw uh, Democrats come in like never before, uh, transformed our county from a, a red county to a purple county and in some instances a blue county. And there was no election 
more shocking to the world than the election of County Judge Lena Hildalgo. Um, Judge Hildalgo, uh, Judge Hildalgo made history as a millennial, 28 years old, elected as county judge, and uh, man, people were shocked. I think people were shocked, first of all, as she ran, and, and then to be able to run and win in a position that had been dominated by men, that had been dominated by white men, and to come in as an Afro-Latina woman and to run and win that position, um, man, I, it, it, was, it was earth shattering. But not only her election, the job that she has done over the last six months has been absolutely outstanding and tremendous as a person who has come to this city from the outside and has tried a variety of means to get things done to help our people and to help our community. Um, I can't tell you how many times I've been stonewalled at the county level to the point that I stopped fooling with them. Um, I just, you know, take my little individual shots, but it was really known you're not gonna get anything done there. And she has worked hard to make Harris County a county that's responsible to all of the residents of Harris County. Um, Harris County is larger in terms of population uh, than like 26 states in terms of land mass and budget. And um, she's doing a tremendous job in trying to get her arms around it. And I just want to encourage her to know that, you know, you eat an elephant and a hamburger the same way, one bite at a time, right? But she's doing a tremendous job. She's not running for office. And you all know I don't allow elected officials to come and campaign and speak. Um, but she's not campaigning and she's taking time to come and worship with us today for no other reason than just to come and worship with her. I want her to come forward and she would just greet us. Come on, Judge Hildago, County Judge of Harris County. Let me just give her a couple of minutes. I just want her to share and to speak to us today and we want to let her know how much we love and appreciate the job that she is doing as the head of Harris County. You know, former county judges, the only time you really saw them or heard from them was when there was a hurricane, right? All the other stuff, you're like, where's the county? Um, but she has done a tremendous job over her first six months, now seven months on the job, and we applaud her. Come on, let's thank God for Judge Hildago one more time. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor Cofield. And it's just so much love in this house of worship. Thank you all so much for welcoming me. Uh, Pastor Cofield, congratulations on your 25th anniversary leading this incredible community. I, I, I want to say thank you for the power, for the joy, and the commitment, as you said, to changing the world. What we want to do at the county is to help facilitate that, to help support that. Today, at the, the election in May, the election you'll see in November, we have now vote centers that I was very proud to sign the application, work with our county clerk so people can vote at any voting location on election day. <laughs> uh, 
I know Judge Genesis Draper is here, somebody we appointed because of her commitment to a fair justice system. We're leading our county to reform our juvenile justice system because we know it's not right for there to be seven times as many black kids, five times as many Hispanic kids as white kids. They're not anymore misbehaved. And I'm so proud to know that that's a cause that this community cares about and we're focused on. Things as simple as making the county accountable, transparent, a 311 system so folks can report their issues. Opening Commissioner's Court, I welcome all of you to come. We meet this Tuesday, every other Tuesday. And more importantly, celebrating our democracy, making sure that our county is responsive to the needs of our community. So I'm here really to say thank you for your work, to say I'm committed to celebrate and further the mission of this community and all others, and to say that if there's ever anything, any idea or thought you have about the county, Pastor Cofield's got a direct line to me, and so do all of you. We will continue working to make Harris County live up to its force, to its strength, not just on resilience from flooding, on safety, on fairness, because we are the largest county in Texas, and we've got to live up to that. Thank you all so much. Thank you. Come on, let's thank God for Judge Hidalgo. Also, I want to recognize uh, Judge Brown. Jeremy, stand up, if you would, please. That's Judge Jeremy Brown. Um, appreciate him and his commitment to work uh, with our community as well. And I'm um, just really grateful. Uh, Judge Draper, is she here? Genesis, wait, stand up. That's, that, that's Judge Genesis Draper. That's our own member. Come on, y'all thank God for our own member in there. Yeah. We're certainly grateful and thankful um, for the judge coming and sharing with us on the day. It's just nice to see elected officials come by other than when they're running and want to vote. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Thankful that she came by just to say thank you. And uh, we certainly want to cover her in believing prayer. Matter of fact, just stretch out your hands towards the judge right now. Let's just cover her in prayer. Um, Father, we thank you for Judge Hildalgo and we thank you for the entire team that she is assembling, that's working with her. God, we pray that you would endow her with supernatural wisdom, courage, and strength, uh, because God, we know that there are people who have benefited from the system being as it is for years at the expense of other people. And so what she is doing, the boldness that she is exhibiting to open up the county, to be transparent, to be uh, open and to actually want to help all people and not just some at the expense of others. We thank you for that. We pray, God, a hedge of protection around her right now in the name of Jesus. Cover her, God, and keep her from danger seen and unseen so that all that she sets her heart to do to help people, God, she will be able to do it. Where our prayers fall short, we ask you to make up the difference. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Um, please don't forget to pick up a worship guide. Um, don't forget we're in our second session of summer camp from July the 1st through August the 2nd. 
for those campers who are looking for a place. And we have VBS coming up. VBS coming up. Vacation Bible School. That's for everybody. Children, teens, adults, all will be meeting. And um, make sure that you get registered, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Wednesday is the last day for children to register for VBS. And so we want to get as many children to come out and have fun in the Lord as possible. Amen? Amen. All right, where are all my July birthdays? All of my July birthdays. Stand up wherever you are, all of the July birthdays. Ooh, yes. Now, I I need y'all to know, July has set a whole new benchmark on how to celebrate they 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 well we're singing happy happy birthday to you happy birthday to you well we're singing happy oh lord happy birthday to you well you look good don't you know you look fine Man, listen, I hope you, boy, have a happy birthday. Take the rest of the month. Enjoy yourself. Tell your boss it's your birthday month. Amen. Just go on and do your thing. You know what I mean? Choir's going to come now and minister in song. Following that, we'll have our word for today. As I was praying and preparing for today, um, I was thinking about some of the questions that we ask and some of the things that we desire and want from God. And one of the things that I've come to grips with is that many times we're asking God to do something when God is waiting for us to do something. And so today I hope you leave with some answers to some questions that can help you as you move on in life's journey. Come on, put your hands together as the music ministry comes. Good morning, church family. This little song is about prayer. How many believe in prayer? Every hand should go up in the building. Got that New Orleans thing going on. Who that? Who that? Go out there.
morning let's surrender everything that we are and everything that we have to the Lord withholding nothing hallelujah I surrender all to you everything I give to you Withholding nothing, withholding nothing. Come on, everybody. I surrender, I surrender all, all to you. Everything, Lord, everything I give, I give to, you. to you. Withholding nothing, withholding nothing. Withholding nothing, withholding nothing, I surrender. Surrender all to you. Everything, Lord. I give to you. Withholding nothing. Withholding nothing. Withholding nothing.
Trust you, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Take all of me, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. I give it all, say, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Withholding nothing. Speak to us now, O Lord, we pray. Speak to our souls today. This is why we've come, dear Lord. We're ready for your word. Your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our pathway. Heaven and earth will pass, but God, your word will forever last. Lord, we are ready for your word. God, speak to us tonight. Speak to us today that somebody might hear from you. Somebody who has a question that needs to be answered. Somebody whose mind may not be completely at ease. Speak today, God. That they may hear from you 
and in hearing from you and the lessons from your word may be committed to living the way you want them to live. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. It's a question that many of us, if not all of us, have asked at one time or another. Typically, we ask the question on the heels of things not going right, things not going well, maybe doors being closed in our face, and we'll come to a place where we'll ask this question, what is God's will for my life? Anybody ever asked that question? Yeah, if you didn't ask it, you know somebody who asked it, right? What, what is God's will for my life? And typically when somebody comes to me and they ask me that question, they, they, they're asking me for specifics. Uh, it's almost like they want a a, a Google direction on what they're to do in their next step of life, right? Go, go left at 21, make a right turn, stay on that path until you're 23, then go right, right? They, they want a step-by-step -step game plan. Uh, in the book of Romans, chapter 12, verse 2, the B part, the apostle Paul says, then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn and know what God's will is for you. Now, typically when we hear talk about God's will, it's normally categorized in one of two areas. We talk about the perfect will of God, and then we talk about the permissive will of God. I've got news for you today. There really is no permissive will of God. There is either God's will or disobedience, right? Like permissive will is just a really nice spiritual way of saying I'm being disobedient and I'm doing what I want to do. But, but how do you discover God's will? Like does God give you step by step? Precept by precept, point by point, or is it something else? My brothers and my sisters, today I want you to learn something. I want you to learn that when you talk about God's will, God's will is more about your attitude than it is about your actions. In other words, what God wants you to understand is that when you get to a place mentally, emotionally, and spiritually when you, where you need to be, all of the other things will take care of itself. But you have to first make a commitment to put God at the center of your life. And let's be honest with you. Most of us are crisis Christians. Like we pray our best when things are the worst. Right? When the storm is raging, man, and things aren't going our way, we're going to come to church. We're going to give God some praise. Otherwise, we're going to do what we want to do. And sometimes God has to get our attention by pulling the plug on some things just so we'll stop and recognize what's really important. Today, for a few moments, I want to talk to you from the thought, practicing God's will in your life. Practicing God's will in your life. 
And I want you to know when God talks about his will in our passage today, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, God is talking about a gracious design, a gracious desire rather than a determined course. If you have your outlines, would you say amen? amen? If you need an outline, raise your hand and the ushers will get one to you. Three things I want you to see today so that you will be better equipped when you leave on how to practice God's will in your life. Here's the first thing. Number one, if you're going to practice God's will in your life, you are to rejoice always. You are to rejoice always. Circle the word always because I don't want you to miss the importance of that. First Thessalonians chapter five, beginning at verse 16, the new living translation reads, always be joyful, always be joyful. Now, Paul's exhortation to the Thessalonians to rejoice always may seem absurd and impossible to obey, especially in light of life's inevitable difficulties. In other words, when you look at life, you know life can be hard and you don't feel like being joyous all the time. Here's the problem. You have mistakenly equated happiness with joy. Happiness and joy are distinctly different. Happiness is based on what's happening. And when nothing is happening, you can't be happy. But joy is not rooted on your outward circumstances. Joy is rooted on an inward peace, knowing who you are and whose you are, and knowing whatever it is that you're going through in this present time, God will work it out for your good because you love God. Now, here's what's interesting. That word joyful is in the imperative mood, the present tense, and the active voice which literally teaches us that we control our joy. I can't control my happiness because my happiness is based on what's happening. But I can control my joy. I can control my peace because joy shows up irrespective of circumstances or situations. Joy is rooted in knowing that God is on my side and that victory is mine. And whatever I am facing, whatever I am going through, even if I can't see it right now, I've got enough life experience with God to know that what I can't see or make sense out of right now, it can work work out for my good see Paul understands that man we're gonna go through some stuff look at second Corinthians chapter 6 verse 10 our hearts ache but we always have joy we are poor but we give spiritual riches to others we own nothing and yet we have everything Paul says, we can be sorrowful yet joyful because my joy is rooted in the peace that God gives me. Look at Romans 5.3. We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials for we know that they help us develop endurance. Now listen, somebody in here, if you have just enough experience with God to have a backyard in your life, you can look back in the backyard of your own life and see what God has done 
even when you didn't see what God was doing. Come on, is there anybody in here that can look back and find encouragement when you can look back and there was a time you didn't know what God was doing. You didn't know what was going on, but on the other side of having come through what you went through, you can look back and say, oh, okay, I see what God was doing now. And that assurance out of your past can be the foundation of your joy in your present. But, but listen, let me, let me just make this clear. Joy is not something that's rooted in your flesh. So if you're going to try to amp yourself up, psych yourself up, yeah, come on, I'm going to be joyous. God says no, because joy is a fruit of the spirit. Look at Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. And here's basically what the Apostle Paul is saying under the guidance of the Holy Spirit. There are certain things in life you will never get beyond a superficial level of living unless the Spirit of God makes it happen in and through you. You have to recognize that in order to have joy, you got to be rooted and grounded in the spirit of God. Come on, when we in our flesh, what do we do? We have pity parties. For me, myself, and I, we don't invite nobody else. Nobody else has ever been through this. Nobody knows what I'm going through. Oh, me, oh, my and Paul says, no, you've got to move out of self. You've got to move out of your flesh to see what God is doing in your life. Rejoice always. Philippians 4.4, let's read it together. Always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Here's the second thing. If you're going to practice God's will in your life, number two, you are to pray always. You are to pray always. It's right here in the text. I'm almost embarrassed to show it to you. Verse 17, never stop praying. Never stop praying. Paul exhorts the Thessalonians to pray without ceasing. Now that word for pray or praying is in the imperative mood, present tense again. In other words, you are responsible to pray. And watch this. It is always used in reference to praying to God. Always used in reference to praying to God. It, it covers every aspect of prayer. Adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication, petition, submission. Every aspect of prayer is covered by this word. He says you have to pray always without ceasing, constant. Now let's be honest. Most of us don't pray like we should. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the person next to you. They don't pray like they should. When the sun is shining, we play instead of pray. It's not until we get between a rock and a hard place, or like the old folks say, the devil in a deep blue sleep sea, when we really start praying, we used to hear the old folks talk about, Father, I stretch my hands to thee, but it's not until we get in a stormy situation and we can't see our way out that we start praying and sounding like those old folk that we used to make fun of. 
He says, you've got to learn how to pray. Pray. Two benefits. There are a whole lot more, but let me just give you two today. A, praying can help keep you in touch with your help. Praying can help keep you in touch with your help. Most of us, let's be honest, when we seek counsel or advice, the last place we go is prayer. We start calling folk that we know, start calling somebody who knows somebody. Can I get a hookup? You got a friend? Can somebody open the door? Can you look out? Man, make sure you have my back. And God says, did you pray? Man, let me tell you something. My father would mess with me, and, and, and he would get me every time. If you want to get your children, just get them like this. This will get them. I had this great plan I had laid out. Everything. School, grad school, what I'm going to do, where I'm going to go, blah, 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 blah. And my father would just listen. And then he'd say, did you pray about it? I'd be like, God, dog. Man, why you won't bring prayer into this? Like, I got my plan. Why, why I got to bring God into this? I already know. But, but do I really know? See, see, most of us, we go everywhere and to everybody except God. Our response is typically, uh, this is what I think. Or this is what I came up with. Or this is what I'm going to try. But very rarely do we start with, let me pray about it. So that instead of my answer being, this is what I came up with, my answer is, this is how God is leading me. Can I tell you a little secret? When I look back over my life, there are things that I would do differently if I could do them over again. Is there anybody else in here that knows what I'm talking about? Right? But watch this. I would never do differently what I prayed and felt like God was leading me to do. Pastoring my second church, and I pray, and I feel like God is telling me to go to Dallas, to go to Dallas Seminary, and man, friends are making fun of me. They're like, dude, why you, man, you go to school to get a church. You don't leave a church to go to school. You crazy. You done lost your mind. What if you go to school and you never get another church? And I say, I don't know. All I'm telling you is this is what God is telling me to do. I feel like God is leading me to do it. And guess what? I have never looked back and second guessed what I felt like God was leading me to do. I'll tell you something else. On the other side of obeying God, I've had a whole lot of people who criticize me saying, man, you know you made the right decision when you did. I couldn't see it back then. Well, listen, you can't expect other people to see what God is not showing them. You always got to be careful who you go to for a second opinion. Because <laughs> if God is not talking to them, how are they going to see and confirm what God is telling you? Prayer will keep you in touch with your help. 
help you to recognize and understand that it is in him you live, move, and have your being. And God needs to be on your side. And God will lead you. And God will guide you. And God will open doors that no man can shut and will close doors that no man can open. And if you can't say it, then God just may have to take you through something so you'll get the testimony on the other side of going through. Preach, Cofield. But here's the B part. Praying can keep you humble. Praying will keep you humble. Oh, yeah. See, praying is a reminder that you, you're not all that in a bag of chips. That you may have the T-shirt, the jacket, and the warm-up with the matching hat, but you're still not all that. Prayer will remind you that you need help from somebody bigger than you are. And, and parents, one of the greatest gifts you can give to your children and your grandchildren is teaching them how to pray and having them pray with you and watching you pray. Because when you see your father praying, who was your superman, and you see your father praying and you recognize that your father understands there's somebody bigger than he is. Your mama recognizes that there's somebody that she depends upon bigger than she is. It'll help you in your day-to-day -day living. He says, remember to pray. In Luke 18:1, Jesus said to his disciples, that they should always pray and never give up. Philippians chapter 4, beginning at verse 6. Let's read it together. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. Pray about everything. What, what, what if I already have a plan? Pray about everything. What if I think I already know? Pray about everything. What if I've already made up my mind? Pray about everything. Don't worry about anything. So I submit to you, if you're sitting here right now and you are worrying about anything, that means you haven't been praying about everything. Because one of the things you learn in prayer is when you turn it over to God, there's no need in you worrying anymore. My old pastor, Dr. A. Lewis Patterson, used to say, the Bible says God neither slumbers nor sleeps. So if God neither slumbers nor sleeps, there's no need in both of us staying up all night worrying about something. Here's the third and final thing. Number three, if you're going to practice God's will in your life, you are to be thankful in everything. You are to be thankful in everything. Verse 18, be thankful in all circumstances for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. The word thankful. 
Again, imperative mood, present tense, active voice. Thankfulness is your choice. It's not based on what you go through. It becomes a part of your character when you choose to be thankful in all circumstances. Now, now maybe there's a distinction you'd like to make between being thankful in versus thankful for. But I submit to you today, my brothers and sisters, even when you don't see a reason to be thankful for something, you must trust God and learn how to be thankful in every situation. That's what Paul says. He says there are no excuses, especially if you're a believer. There are no excuses for ingratitude. No excuses for ungratefulness. For somebody in here right now, let me knock on your door. Your ingratitude for what God has already blessed you with just might be what's keeping you from God blessing you with more. Thank you, Lord. Because you're sitting there pouting, having a pity party, as if God has denied you of your inalienable right. And you have failed to realize that what God has blessed you to already do is a privilege, not a right. And you haven't been grateful for what God has already blessed you with. And then have the unmitigated gall to get mad because God hasn't blessed you with more. He says, be thankful. In all circumstances, in all circumstances, in the midst of trials, be thankful. In the midst of persecution, learn how to be thankful. When you have a lot, be thankful. When you have a little, be thankful. When you have nothing, be thankful. Be thankful for the good and the bad. Be thankful for the ups and the downs. Learn how to be thankful in every situation. And Paul says, when you do this, you are right in the center of God's will for your life. Because watch this. God's will is not tied to stuff. It's not tied to the accumulation of cars, cash, commodities, or creature comforts. Do you know God is really concerned about you and your character and your development as a man, your development as a woman? That's what God is really concerned about. First Chronicles 16.8 says, Give thanks to the Lord and proclaim his greatness. Let the whole world know what he has done. Romans 8.28 says, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. So maybe what I need to change is how much I love God instead of how much I want stuff. Maybe I need to change how much I love God instead of how much I want a position. 
maybe how much I love God needs to change instead of how many opportunities I have. Maybe I need to start with what's foundational. Because here's what you don't want. You don't want the blessings of God to get you where your character can't keep you. So let me close by telling you this. I was talking to a person who had a very prominent position. And uh, they were looked upon to lead an organization of thousands. Known across the state and across the country. Brilliant person. Had everything going for them. And they fell. I had an opportunity to talk to the person after everything happened. And I asked him a question. I said, what, what did you learn from this? And the person said to me, Pastor, I learned that what it took to get me there, it was going to take at least that, if not more, to keep me there. So I said, what do you mean? He said, before I got this prominent prestigious position I used to go to Bible study but when I got promoted into this prominent prestigious position I said I don't I don't need to go to Bible study that's said I used to sing in the choir said but but the president shouldn't be up there singing in the choir What, what, what would my church members think my family think if the president was up there singing in the choir Right. I used to spend time in, in God's word every day, but I would get busy because I had meetings and stuff, you know. And she said, I learned the hard way that what it took to get me there, all the things I did to get there, I stopped doing along the way, and I couldn't stay there. God's will for your life is not about stuff. It's not about a specific path. It's about you becoming the best person you can be. And so at the end of the day, here's the question that I have for you. When you ask what is God's will for your life, ask God how you can become the best you you can possibly be. Because at the end of the day, that's God's will for your life. Father, we bless you today. I thank you for your word. God, I pray for somebody who is here, um, somebody for whom this word may have been tailor-made I pray that they would leave here today uh, understanding the commitment that you have made for them to be the best that they can be and I pray God that they would look beyond stuff positions opportunities things and will put their trust and faith in you 
For somebody, God, today, you want to move them from a convenient Christianity to a convicting Christianity. You, you want to move them from a talking faith to a walking faith. And I pray, God, that they would be open to being led by you. We ask your blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Everybody who can, everybody who will, if you would stand for a moment as the choir comes to sing a song of invitation, I want to give you an opportunity today to say yes to God. Um, this is our tradition. Um, if you'd like to come privately, if you'd like to fill out one of the blue in-touch cards, you can do that as well and drop it in the offering basket. But for somebody today who may want to make a step of faith, um, and this step of faith is important for you. Uh, it's a symbolic gesture of moving from where you are to where God wants you to be. The Bible says the children of Israel on the precipice of going into the promised land had to make a decision to leave where they were to get to the Jordan River. They had to get to where God was blessing and not just ask God to bless where they were. And so for somebody today, I want to give you an opportunity to make that step, make that move. Upstairs or down, to my left or to my right, I want to give you an opportunity to come. Those of you who are streaming with us, you can respond as well via the various tools that are available there on our website. If you need Jesus Christ in your life, you want to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, or maybe you're here and you'd like to become part of our church family, and we're not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. We are in the process. We're working on becoming all that God wants us to be, and we welcome you to join us on the journey. As a song of invitation is sung, don't wait, tarry, dialogue, debate with the devil. Don't worry about what anybody else says. Just make that step and say yes to God. We'll wait for you. If you're upstairs, come on down. We won't look at you funny. We'll rejoice when you come because heaven is rejoicing in the same way. If you're downstairs, come on and come. He will give you brand new life. He will give you brand new life. New life abundantly.
seated. You may be seated. Amen. Good hope. It's time for the offering. Amen. For those of you who are visiting with us, this is our one and only opportunity to worship the Lord in giving. I'd like to give you an opportunity if you'd like to participate with us. If not, it is fine. And there are several ways that you can give. You can give via uh, online giving through Push Pay or GiveLify. Uh, you can also give uh, and text to give. Um, you can text to 77977 and uh, text the word Good Hope and the amount that you would like to give. And of course, you can give via check or cash if you still carry some. Amen. Amen. That's, I was talking to some business the other day and they said well just write us a check reverend i'm like i don't even have a check like i got to go to the bank to get a cashier's check like i'm sure how bad my checks are the last checks i had were washington mutual checks <laughs> how long ago did chase take over washington mutual <laughs> i don't use checks yeah i asked the yard man i said man you got cash app he's like what's that man you better get it if you want to get paid you better get you better get your cash out. Amen. All right. Master control, we're in your hands. The Singing Men of Hope will minister on Sunday, July 21st at the 8 and 10 a.m. services. Rehearsals will be held Tuesday, July 16th and Thursday, July 18th at 7 p.m. in the sanctuary. For more information, please contact Reverend Mark Sloan at 281-386-7386 or via email at msloane at goodhope.org. We invite you all to join us. The magnification team is searching for highly motivated individuals interested in serving as production assistants. These persons help to manage the flow of worship as a liaison between all ministry entities involved in Sunday worship. If you're thinking, this just may be my ministry fit, then come see Sister Petrina Wright immediately following service or send an email to pwright at goodhope.org with the subject line, I'm interested in being a production assistant. It's that time of year. School is letting out and summer is right around the corner. Have you ever asked yourself, Lord, what am I going to do with these children? I'm glad you asked. Hope for Families and Barbara Jordan International Preschool presents Children with Hope Summer Leadership Camp, which features arts and crafts, Spanish and Chinese language classes, 
games and physical activities, field trips, and much, much more. Sessions are from June 1st through August 23rd. Early drop-off and late pickup are available at no extra charge. NCI is also available, but space is limited, so register today. For more information, call 832-217-3300 or enroll at goodhope.org. Hope to see you soon. Don't forget, CDs of all servants are located in the Center for Hope Bookstore for a donation of $5. That about does it for this week's Good News Weekly Announcements. Have a blessed and prosperous week. And remember, good hope, loving God, loving all people, and changing the world. All right, before we worship the Lord in giving and then celebrate our Lord's Supper together, um, I want to ask all of the millennials, if you were born between 1981 and 2000, please raise your hand. All millennials, raise your hand. Not if you wish you were born between <laughs> 81 and 2000. Actually born, all right? Okay, you know, I, I tell you what, today um, I, I really again want to thank Judge Hildago for coming and worshiping with us. And, and, and she's a millennial, and man, if her, I can't tell you how many old folk were mad at themselves because they didn't run, right? They didn't run, but they didn't have the courage to run, or they made excuses for not running. And she stepped out on faith. And what she believed God told her, and she ran her race. And I want you to know, you don't have to wait till you get old to make a difference. Amen. You don't have to. You can make a difference right now. And we are, uh, we had our conversations with the Kinder Institute, and we're involved now in this project that we're spearheading called My Voice Matters. My Voice Matters. And we're looking to um, identify and hear what millennials have to say, especially millennials of color, around issues of education, around issues of family, around issues of work. Um, you know, I told you last week, man, you know, I, I had a friend of mine tell me, man, he, I mean, he's just cussing and mad about millennials, like in general. And I'm like, why? He's like, man, I ain't never seen nobody like them. Man, millennial went to lunch and didn't come back. <laughs> like, do they have another job? No, they just didn't like this one. It's like, I was like, well, you know, hey, hey, hey. You know, especially when you can go home and there's food in the refrigerator, I guess you can afford to do that, you know. My generation, we couldn't afford that. And be like, mm-mm, when you left home, they changed the locks or moved and didn't tell you the address. <laughs> um, but we're doing this survey and... Um, we have a, an opportunity. We have three sessions that are coming up this week with the Fellowship United District Association, our own minister, Chris Johnson, and our team is going to be leading it. And I want him to talk along with the team members to talk about what they would like for you to do to be part of this millennial program. All right. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Uh, again, good morning. Good hope. So. We only have one thing we like for you to do in terms of uh, just, uh, just your physical movement, and that's come. You know, we want to invite uh, all millennials ages 18 to 40 to come out. Uh, and here's why we want to invite you out, because your voice matters. I mean, it really, really matters. This is not going to be a typical uh, uh, lecture session, uh, but it's going to be a, 
uh, a Q&A. So it's going to be an exchange. And so we're really excited about this. We're really excited uh, about what we're getting back uh, just from the initial uh, preliminary uh, feedback that we're getting from the community, both in and outside of the church. And so we really, really, really want to invite you guys out to come. Uh, our session starts July 9th through the 11th, and it will be from 615 to 715. And uh, it's on the screen behind me. Uh, so we'd like to invite you guys to come out. I just want to have Renee and Latonese give you guys some information in terms of our social media push and what we'll be asking you all to do. Amen? Amen. Good morning, church. So what we need you to do, everybody that has the flyer in their phone, we need you to text it to everybody that you know. Um, also, if you could add it to your Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and ask everyone you know to share it, um, all your friends, uh, anybody that you know that would like to come or even if they wouldn't like to come, to come because we're trying to open up a dialogue. We're trying to get um, understanding and connect those lines of communications between generations. And once we have a platform to speak on it, to get that information, to uh, quantify the data from it, then we can, we can make great strides to um, build the church and just build our community. So we'd love for you to come out, share it on your Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, your story, all of that, and text it to everybody. Hi, church. Good morning. Um, so we would like for you guys, uh, for millennials mostly, um, to go ahead and like, share, comment, repost, retweet as much as you can. We want everyone to be there. We want to create this dialogue, but as well as we are finishing up, well, we should be done with our survey. Um, we're going to be sending out a link, and we want you guys to be a part of that. So if you can come, please do. We would love to see your face. We would love to meet you, and um, thank you. All right. Come on. Let's thank God for our team. Um, looking forward to um, that, and, and this is bigger than church, you all. This is bigger than church. We're talking about just everyday living and everyday life. Millennials are facing a world and interacting with a world that those of us who are not millennials have never grown up with. Um, their exposure, um, and, and we might as well get ready for this next generation. Amen. Because this next generation is <laughs> something else. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So you might as well get ready. So uh, please, man, please, sir, put that date down and make sure you come. Let's worship the Lord in giving. Uh, give as God has blessed you. Give as God has prospered you. Remember, God loves a cheerful giver. And following our giving, Reverend Bell is going to lead us in our Lord's Supper celebration.
listen, let me just uh, add some clarity. So there will be sessions going on for all genders and ages. But those of you who are not millennials will be kindly asked to not be in the millennial section. There's a session for women. There's a session for seniors. There's a session for men. But we're going to let the millennials have the millennial session. Somebody say amen. I love you. Amen. Thank you, Pastor, for that clarification. So if you wasn't born, if you were born before 81, stay in another room. Amen. Thank God for our pastor and that message today. I know you were helped and blessed. Amen. He's heard a lot of good preaching over the last six weeks, and uh, he just kept it up to date. Real solid, good preaching. Amen, amen. Let us now prepare ourselves to take the communion, the Lord's Supper. So ushers, if there's anyone outside, you can let them in. When we come to this time in the service, it is a time of worship, it's a time of remembrance. This is not in memory of, this is remembering what God has done for you. And so when we come, we come to, to if in a real sense, check ourselves. Because if we've been taking life for granted and just living willy-nilly, this is a time to say, Lord, I've been on the wrong track. You, you died for my sins, and I need to remember what that is and what that looks like. He died for your sins, one that did not commit any sins. He took the lick for something he didn't do. For you. That's why we remember this time. So all of the things that's been going on, the good words you heard today, all of the issues of life that's got you burdened down, all of the issues of life that got your mind left, right, up, down, and all around, put them to the side. This is the time now to come to the table and do what he told us to do. Remember him. And as often as we do it, we remember him. Remember what? That he died on an old rugged cross. A songwriter said it was the emblem of suffering and shame. And I thought about that, and the shame is that it was sin. And so when we come to this table, we come to remember what God has done for us. God, we thank you right now for this opportunity. We thank you right now for 
a chance to remember what you've done for us. So, Lord, we ask blessings right now on this time that you've given us to come to the table. Every heart that's burdened, every heart that's uh, straining right now, Lord, we pray that you lift it and allow them to remember your love, remember your grace, remember your sacrifice for them right now. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.
have been served and desired to be served. The blood never loses its power. On the very night that Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and he blessed it and he broke it and he said, this is my body which is given for you. Let us eat it together. Then he took the cup and said, this represents my blood that will be shed for the remission of sins. He blessed it. Let us drink it together. No other fount I know. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Lord, we thank you that you decided to die for us. We thank you that you shed your blood for us. We thank you that you gave up your will for God's will. Thank you for the cross. We love you, Lord, and we bless your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 It will never lose. It will never lose. couple of things I want to remind you of is that uh, midweek Bible studies have been is on a vacation now until mid-August. So uh, if you're coming up on Wednesday at, at noon or 7, we won't be here. We'll come back in August. All right. And uh, continue to pay for our sick and shut-in members as well as all of our bereaved families. Uh, we take this time normally to welcome our guests. And we're going to welcome you and thank you for coming. We appreciate your anonymity and wanting to just enjoy the fellowship. And we thank God that you're here. And uh, if you have a chance, an opportunity, you can come back again. Uh, but while you're here, if you can, on the, uh, the, the handout that you have for the outline, there's an area on there that you can fill out. You can just pull that off and fill that out for us and hand it to an usher. We would appreciate it. But in all other cases, we thank you. God bless you for being here with us. We hope that you have been blessed by the word, by the singing, by a friendly handshake, a warm smile. And you are welcome to come back and let us do that all over again. Amen? Amen. God bless you, and thank you for being here. I believe that covers everything, uh, Pastor. We good? All right. Well, we can stand and receive the benediction. Touch your shoulder, grab a hand. If you're sitting next to somebody, you, you know they're a visitor, give them an extra hug, amen. Extra handshake. All right. God, we thank you today for reminding us of your will. Thank you, Lord, for reminding us to be joyful always, to pray about everything, and to be thankful about everything. Thank you for your word. 
Now, Lord, I pray for everyone on the sound of my voice that you bless them this week as they rise up early, Lord, and settle late. Uh, bless them, Lord, as they go out and as they come in. Bless them in their labor and in their leisure until we come together again in the house of prayer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 All right, hug somebody on your way out. <laughs>